For Us, Chapter 36, Up Close and Personal. John. John finished the night cleaning and was agonizing over an email to his boss about the staff response to Jordan's pronoun change when his personal phone buzzed against his stomach. Sighing, he pushed away from the desk, pulling out his phone. A text from Kurt. Thinking about you? Red Heart. Checking the time, John thumbed the call button. Hey, it's my natty light. Kurt's answering voice was warm and John's mouth lifted in a smile. Hey, he said softly back. It's my love. Kurt chuckled. How's the night? John squeezed the top of his neck, walking to the kitchen to look out at the darkened street. Um, a bit of catch-up from missing my shift yesterday. There was a beat of quiet, and he realized maybe he hadn't told Kurt he'd gotten someone to cover his shift for him so they could stay home together. Some unhappy stuff to deal with and boring emails to write. Same, same. You? Sleeping okay? Mm-hmm, Kurt said. You should see our room now. Douglas got me all the rainbows. John's laugh felt like it unknotted his stomach. He was so relieved that Kurt's first night alone wasn't being plagued by night fears. Did you make it to your meeting? Any stories? Kurt sighed. Didn't get my shit together to go, no. I'll be there today or my sponsor will be all up in my DMs asking where I've been. He's excellent like that, he added wryly. Easing his neck from side to side, John remembered standing by another darkened window, waiting for Carrie to bring Kurt home. He knew very little about this part of Kurt's life, and he thought his boyfriend seemed relaxed enough to talk about it. What's it like for you? he asked tentatively. Can you stop drinking once you start? Yeah, Kurt said slowly. On a good night, when I'm feeling okay, I could walk away. But I might drink more, thinking I'm good, and then it's like trying to walk against a river running the other direction. Eventually, it's just going to catch my legs up and send me head over heels, drowned. I figured out it's better just to not get in that river at all. Never know how deep it's going to be. Saturday wasn't a good night. Saturday was a fucking tidal wave, Kurt said roughly. I didn't think anyone was coming for me, and Nicky was hauling my ass all over town before taking me to his place. John heard him take a slow, unsteady breath. His free hand fisted, his fingernails digging into his palm. I should have just waited in the truck for you. I'm so sorry we left you behind. It was quiet a moment, and then Kurt said, Nobody's fault but my own, White. You should have been able to leave me for 45 minutes to look after myself. That's my shit, not yours. John rubbed his fist into his stinging eyes. Douglas has a new project I'm helping with him with, Kurt said, changing the subject. Yeah, John said, clearing his tight throat. Kurt described the ringmaster in far more detail than John was able to picture for himself, and he smiled as he listened, loving the quiet happiness in his boyfriend's voice. They were silent together for a few moments, and then Kurt said muzzily, Night, love. I'm sleepy now. See you in a few. When John got home, he nudged open the door to the room he shared with Kurt. Stars and planets were still turning faintly over the walls and passing over the lumpy shape of his sleeping boyfriend. Quietly, he slipped out of his hoodie and jeans and slid between the covers, reaching for Kurt. 
His hand bumped Kurt's bare back, and the other man jerked, making a soft noise of alarm, swimming around to see who was behind him. It's me, John said quickly, his chest squeezing. Kurt, it's me. Kurt fell back on the windows, laughing shakily. Snuck up on me, White, like a ninja. John crossed his arms tight against his chest, digging his fingers into the muscles of his own shoulders. Sorry, I didn't want to wake you. Kurt reached for him. Why ever not? he asked huskily. John turned over so they fit together like spoons. Want me to cuddle you to sleep? Kurt asked. His lips brushed the back of John's neck, his body warm and almost bare, folded around his, or other things. Grief and anger were so heavy in John's body, he couldn't have been further from interested in other things. Cuddle me, please, he said, muffled in the pillow. Kurt's arms wrapped around his, weaving his fingers with John's, his cheek laid against John's shoulder, his breath warm through John's shirt. John sighed, and gradually his body relaxed into Kurt's embrace. He was almost asleep when Kurt's alarm chimed. Grumbling, the other man rolled over and shut it up. Gotta go, love. He turned John's face with his hand, his blue eyes looking warm into John's. Supper tonight? John nodded, making a smile. Kurt bent and kissed him, and John breathed in, tasting him, his hands tightening on his own arms. He wished he could forget the last person who'd had his mouth on Kurt's, who could still make his boyfriend flinch in the safety of their own bedroom. Normally on a day he didn't have classes, John went to the university to do homework in one of the libraries. Today he set up his laptop in his own kitchen, hoping the resources he needed for his literature review were online. When the front door thumped mid-afternoon, he glanced at the clock. Too early for Carrie to be done work. The lights were off in the kitchen, and Kurt passed the doorway without noticing him, slowly climbing the stairs, pulling his work shirt over his head as he went. The fingerprints on his arm were vivid against his pale skin. John dropped his eyes to his keyboard, listening to the sound of the tub running. On instinct, he called Carrie. What's Visser doing home? he asked in an undertone. There was a long pause. He's not supposed to work more on a six-hour day, Carrie said. He's tore inside, and there's a couple stitches. John took a breath, trying to steady himself. His knee jumped under the table. You're sleeping with him and not talking about this shit? Carrie asked. John's face flamed, and he made a sharp noise. We're literally just sleeping together. God, Carrie. Uh-huh, Carrie said dryly. Are you a little pissed at me right now for something? I'm a little pissed at everyone right now. There was an edge to the words. The last couple of days had felt like being in the ring, taking hits from someone who had a longer reach. John just wanted to crowd in and get a few hits of his own. Carrie took his time answering, long enough for John to sort out that actually he wasn't angry with Carrie or with Kurt for that matter. What Carrie just told him was a hell of a private thing, and just because he was Kurt's boyfriend didn't mean he had access to everything about Kurt Visser. Don't try and take this on, John, Carrie said gruffly, okay? Visser's a survivor. He's been taking care of himself longer than either of us. It hasn't been perfect, but there's a reason he's not with Nikki anymore, and there's a reason he's been sober five months minus these slip-ups. If he needs something, he'll let you know. Just let him do his thing. Okay, but that's the point, John said, low and fierce. 
When it comes to Nicky, he doesn't stand up for himself. He can't say what he needs. If you weren't looking out for him on Saturday. He would have picked up and brushed off, Carrie said shortly. You probably don't want to hear this, but this isn't Visser's first rodeo. Yeah, I'm fucking glad he lives with us now and has you in his life. But he's been getting his shit together without us before this, and he'll survive without us after. John sat back hard in his chair, his jaw clenching. You're right. I don't want to hear that, he said shortly and hung up. He shot up from his chair, pacing two steps across the kitchen. He stood for a second, his arms clenched over his body, staring blindly out the window, and then yanked open a kitchen drawer where he kept his clean wraps. He was swiftly wrapping his hands, adrenaline and endorphins already going, when his phone chimed. An email alert pinged on his computer shortly after. He danced from foot to foot, looking at the clock, trying to calculate how to get everything done before his work shift and get a 40-minute workout break right now. He muttered a swear, tore the wraps off his hands, and threw himself back into his chair to check his emails. His fingers were rolling and unrolling his wrappings while he reread his finished assignment when Kurt slouched into the kitchen, his hair tussled and damp against the collar of his t-shirt. Thought I heard you down here, White, he said. John made a flat smile, setting the wrappings aside. Homework day. Kurt eased into the chair next to him, slumping to lay his cheek on the table. Quickly, John folded away the feelings he'd been focusing on a moment before, worry wrinkling his forehead. You okay? Kurt nodded, his lips quivering. His fingers pressed a cord on the edge of the table. Just miss my guitar. He hid his face in the crook of his arm, his laugh cracking. It's stupid, I know. I feel like she's been kidnapped and, like, murdered. I went online to look at something new, and none of them are her, and I can't fucking afford them anyways. I need to replace my car first. John touched his eyes to the top of the cupboards, feeling like he couldn't look at Kurt's crumpled body without starting to cry or losing his shit. He reached out a hand and found Kurt's, squeezing it tightly. Kurt breathed out and straightened, wiping his nose on his cuff. Ugh, adulting is hard. It's easier when your boyfriend isn't a possessive asshole, John thought to himself. Oops. Freudian slip, John. Easier when your ex-boyfriend isn't a possessive asshole, John thought to himself, but he had just enough self-control to keep that snarky voice on the inside. Kurt got up, his fingers brushing John's shoulders on the way by. You want a coffee for your homework day? Yeah, I'd love that, John said. He tapped a few edits on his literature review, hearing the clatter of Kurt putting the kettle on behind him. Then his boyfriend's hands were on his shoulders, his thumbs digging into the tension in John's neck. Groaning, John bent his head and braced himself on the table. He could feel the pressure from Kurt's fingers all the way down his arms to the back of his hands. Darling, there's a story back here, Kurt remarked. It felt like Kurt's fingers stroked the words out of him, drawing out some of the deep worry John was carrying in his body right now. Work shit is getting to me, he said low. Some of my staff are having a hard time wrapping their heads around Jordan's pronouns. My boss wants to meet Thursday to, quote, address the situation. And I'm dreading it. I've been trying to cram in reading about trans kids to defend Jordan, and I just don't know what he's going to say. Kurt smoothed his palms from the big muscles on the top of John's shoulders up his neck to the base of his skull. Well, I'm guessing you're carrying that right here. 
John shoved his laptop away and put his head on his arms for Kurt's hands to work their magic. You're not wrong. Are you getting enough sleep? Kurt asked. Not really, John admitted softly into the dark space made by his folded arms. Worry about Kurt was waking him up before his alarm, and worry about Jordan was keeping him awake once he'd startled out of sleep. Kurt sighed, finishing by stroking his fingers through John's hair, making John shiver and breathe out with relief. It felt like his skin fit him properly for, again for the first time all week. He put his cheek on his arms to watch Kurt set up a pour-over, making the coffee exactly like Carrie. Can we do something this weekend that's just nothing to do with this shitty week? John asked. Kurt looked over his shoulder at him, his lips curling. I think we absolutely should. I have some ideas. How do you feel about surprises, White? John's smile felt more like the real thing. As long as the surprise isn't that you're not there, I'm game for anything with you. Neither of them felt like cooking, and Carrie stayed out late finishing a job. John ate salmon out of a can and munched on a cucumber while he rapidly finished his homework. Kurt ate cereal for supper, drinking the milk out of the bowl like he was five. At 7 p.m., Carrie blew through the house, grabbed a shower, and then Kurt was kissing John goodbye and heading to an AA meeting with Carrie. In the quiet kitchen, John found himself alone with Kurt's old phone propped on the table in front of him. As he shut down his laptop to head to work, he took it in his hand, squeezing it to turn it on. The text thread between Kurt and Nikki glowed up at him, and he bit the corner of his mouth. He got that Kurt didn't want to see Nikki again, but that didn't mean John couldn't see him. He hated the way this had ended, with Kurt paying the cost out of his own body and Nikki hoarding the things Kurt loved like Smaug on his treasure pile. He didn't believe in dragons. He tapped the compose icon before he could think twice. You still on nights? I want to pick up my guitar and shit tomorrow. He sent the text to Nikki, and then had another thought and added, You can deal with me or my boyfriend, which do you want? Nikki had not responded before he had to leave, so John stuck the phone in his pocket to take to work. At midnight, Nikki's reply buzzed against his stomach. What time tomorrow? John's heart drummed when he saw it, and he texted 8 a.m., his fingers shaking with adrenaline. Be there, Nikki said. John's lips curved. No prob. Can't wait to get up close and personal with you, Nikki, he said softly. This has been For Us by Rachel Reynolds, All Rights Reserved. Be well, lovelies, and have a good sleep. <laughs>